In the night while my body slept in my bed My mind was running through the woods instead One hundred miles an hour in the fast lane A hundred miles an hour in my head Vagabond dreaming takes me through the night Sipping whiskey by the river, living out of sight One hundred miles an hour in the fast lane A hundred miles an hour toward the light See the curve in that river's bend Morning. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Morning Show. It's bite-sized bits of everything that I enjoy. American geography, American history, baseball, and books. And music. Because I'm not doing a book today. I'm just doing a documentary. Morning to everyone in the YouTube chat. We got Real D50, Norm Shaver, Davy Jones, Kyle Vidanul, Alex Bow, Steve Jacks. Drop the mic over on Periscope. We got Josh Osborne, who says YouTube's slow. It's not really YouTube's slow. Well, it kind of is, but I have to go live on Periscope and Facebook before I can go live on YouTube, just the way it sends information. It's kind of annoying. That's why it's always the, the, the blank slate to start. Facebook, Kevin Arnold from Clemson. Todd Father. Cool. Rochester, Bob Williams. Rick. Cridner from Knoxville, Tennessee. What's up? Thanks, guys, for tuning in and hanging out with me this morning. I appreciate it. I am beat up. Yankees in these damn rain delays. We were here at the Roosevelt Studios. Smooth. Just so smooth of a drop. We were here until, I don't know, 1 a.m. BBD slept here with the mice. And back here at 8 a.m. I got home at 2. But what a night. Baseball, it feels good to have those baseball emotions back. Judge hits that homer. We were live on Periscope. We were feeling giddy. We were feeling reactionary. Uh, or like, you know, just like emotions were on the line in a way. Even though it's early in the Orioles, those those baseball emotions that lose the lead in the 8th, gain the lead in the ninth, fleeting emotions of baseball, it is so good to have those back in my life. I love it. And thanks to everyone who hung out with us. We watched the game live yesterday for like an hour and 40 minutes. People seem to like that. Um, we may do that. Every last game of the series, maybe we maybe we try to do that and, and go live and hang out with people and, and chat. So that's good. Cool. Whoo. All right. What else is going on? We got so many episodes out today. Pinstripe Strong is out. Talking Yanks is out. Talking Yanks. We recorded the first 15, 20 minutes before they came back from rain delay, so our attitudes change. We're more giddy at the second half. And Jake's burn on the second game of Talking Yanks is, is, a, is a good one. I mean, that's one that you should tune in for. Talking Giants is out. They've been rolling out a ton of stuff. What we're listening to is out. Good episode there. I believe they're advertising spoons as well on that. I mean... I have, I'm driving down the shore today, so I'll listen to the new music that Nick put out. Um, had Ryan dial in to talk about the new Taylor Swift song, Exile, with Bon Iver. 
So if you like that kind of music, go check it out. John Moy and Jake TV, watch and take me out. And talking baseball, we will record in an hour. Little series recap show. That's everything coming out today on John Boy Media. I'm going to take another sip of coffee because I'm tired. All right, let's get into it. Today, we are talking about, well, whoop, take off the RGB channels. That song was by Camp. I don't really listen to Camp that much, but I like that song. Let's just, Let's hear it again. It's a good I only got five hours sleep Need to ease into the day sounds Anyway, that was the random band today If you have never listened to the show before Producer Luke I gave him a big old wheel of bands He spins it, we play a band Uh, He goes to random state generator Clicks it Whatever state it spits out then he goes to Google Maps and just zooms in, and whatever town he lands on, that's the town we talk about. And then he goes to random name generator, whatever name it generates. He puts that into baseball reference, grabs whatever player, and that's how the topics get chosen. Completely rabbit, random. We just go on some uh, some rabbit holes. So the town today is Goshen, Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut for nine years. I lived in Southbury, Connecticut, 2000. Three to 2005. I lived in Newtown, Connecticut, 2009 to 2014. My parents lived in Newtown from 2009 to 2017. I'm not sure. I love Connecticut. I, it's my favorite place that I lived, and I've lived 10 places or whatever. Uh, I love the weather patterns there. Four full seasons. They go all out. Summer is green as hell. It gets hot. Bam, now you're into fall, One of some of the best foliage around. You're going to do fall perfect like it's in a movie. Then it goes to winter, you're going to get snow, going to get a lot of snow. Then it goes to spring, and you're going to get rain and flowers. Every season, they just go all out. Connecticut kind of gets it. You know, I lived in Illinois. They kind of forget about spring sometimes. They just go straight winter to summer. It can be jarring. But I don't really know much about Goshen, Connecticut. Besides, it's north. It's... uh. It's Northwest Connecticut by Cornwall, south of Norfolk, north of Newtown and Southbury and Danbury. And it's like a huge square. This is like the farmland Connecticut place. There's a lake. Two main roads. Like, look at this up here. This is, this is nothing but land and farm. There's barely any roads over here. wonder if people live over here. wonder if this is an airport, like a little plane where they land. Spectrum Sports. What's this road? Connecticut. What is this? Five and a half mile road. Okay. Just leads to someone's house. Some fucking mansion. Do they have this over here? Is this road just a a long driveway to these people's mansion? Okay, some other people live over here. The end of five and a half mile road, there's just like a compound mansion. Five and a half mile road, five and a half mile road. Look at this. 
It's a nice house, huh? Nice compound mansion on five and a half. What do you think? Road. What do you think this is? It's creepy because I'm just in someone's backyard. It looks like a garden, right? Yeah, it's a tricky design. I don't know. Or a cult something, right? Or it's uh, like a teepee, like a pool house, like a shed. Like it's raised. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. Should probably get out of these people's house. No. It's pretty invasive. Friends. See We got drone footage of Goshen in the winter with the ice on the lake. Beautiful. Goshen didn't really have much going for it. It says uh, gun makers from the town, such as Medad Hills, Medad, I'm not familiar, manufactured guns during the French and Indian War and Revolutionary War. Other notable businesses include the Pineapple Cheese Factory. Which, that kind of caught my eye. Are we making pineapple-flavored cheese? Or is that just the name of a cheese factory? A lot of guns get made in Connecticut. Newtown's the home of some guns. There's like a... There's um, there's like some gun company's headquarters in Newtown, and they always like protested. I would deliver food, and there would be, pro- there'd be like five protesters across from the gun building holding up signs, and it's it's like, come on. Pineapple Cheese Factory Goshen. What is it? I'm not finding anything here. Can you make cheese out of pineapple? Like, what, was it just pineapple-flavored cheese? Am I missing something? The story of pineapple cheese. Oh, okay, wow. Well, if there was ever a time that we were going to Venture on down the rabbit hole. I think it's now, although the Bluetooth isn't on. That's fun. Wow. Um, What's going on? This isn't worth it, Jimmy. It's not worth what you're trying to do, but you're too deep and stubborn to stop. Do, 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 do. Okay. Act as if nothing in the last 30 seconds happened, guys, and we're just... You motherfucker! Pinwheel of death. Okay, let's go. Let's backtrack. And I Googled this, and then I, I the first link, we're here. The story of pineapple cheese, shit. I'm not... All right, the story of pineapple cheese. We've finally made it to the topics the people clamor for. On a farm in West Goshen, Lewis Norton made one of the most unusual and popular foods of the 19th century. Inspired by a sample of cheese his uncle brought back from Holland in 1808, Norton patented and sold blocks of cheese shaped like pineapples. That's not what I thought it was. They quickly became one of the most popular housewarming gifts of the time. Starting in 1809, Norton began collecting curds from milking cows on his farm for the purpose of making pineapple cheese. He pressed the curds into wooden pineapple-shaped molds that give them the desired shape. After removing the molds, Norton placed the product in nets, 
stripped it in hot water and hung it in two rooms above the kitchen to age. As the cheese aged, the netting cut diamond-shaped markings into the sides, which resembled the pattern found on pineapples. The very oily cheese then received a coat of shellac to protect it against mold and to keep the oil from seeping out. And that's the story of Norton patenting his pineapple cheese. So it's not cheese made out of pineapples. It's not cheese flavored like pineapple. Those are my first two guesses. I'm a big dumb idiot. It's just cheese shaped like pineapples. Lewis died in 1860, but his family continued to operate the prosperous business requiring roughly 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of cheese. The Nortons purchased 1 million pounds of milk to meet demand in 1888. The following year, records indicate that Norton sold their cheese in two, four, and six-pound sizes for 35 cents, 65 cents, and 85 cents, respectively. Production records in 1889 show that the Goshen factory produced 2,592 two pounds of cheeses, 12,474 four-pounders, and a whopping 33,346 six-pounders in one year. Go, Norton, go. So I guess that's the the full history of uh, pineapple cheese. I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole. If you Google like pineapple cheese, what even comes up? Are they still in business? Maybe that's who owns that mansion. Okay. Looks like we have. Nope, this is just a pineapple tumbler. This is a pineapple shaped cheese. Cheese, pineapple-shaped cheese. Is this what we're talking about? No, that's a bunch of almonds. Is this out of business? Wow. Did they fail? What happened? What happened to Goshen? Producer Luke also put this link in here. There's a zonky. There's a zonky in Goshen. This this kind of these guys acting like it's hard to say that five times fast. Don't just act like things are hard to say. Zorbo the Zonkey. 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 It's not like a tongue twister, guys. Zorbo the Zonkey. Say that five times fast. <laughs> no, you say it. Zorbo Zonkey. I don't know. Nope, that's not a. Whoa! Ugly! Ugly alert! Ugly alert! What are those? It's fucking ugly. Ugly. Where I lived in Connecticut, there was this farm. How, 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 how safe do I have to be about addresses? There was this farm that I lived by that just had... Like, if these animals were born in the Roman times, they would have been discarded. But they weren't. And they all lived on this one farm. I don't know if I'm allowed to, like, find the farm. I don't know what's allowed and what's not allowed. But I could find it if I wanted to. I just don't know if that is allowed. Um... As I actively continue to search for it. There's my old house. You know who tried to buy my parents' old house? Matt Barnes. 
Connecticut equine practice. Oh, yeah, that's a whole, like, dirt bike ramp place. Forgot about that. And, okay, so Matt Barnes tried to buy my house, and there's a house on this street, Mount Nebo Road, that Johnny Depp tried to purchase as his getaway. That's cool. This house is on a huge hill. I delivered there once. Crazy. Anyway, that's uh, Goshen, Connecticut, pineapple cheese, and the rest. And that's all I have to say about that. The random baseball player. What? Matt Barnes tried to buy your house. Well, I think he his realtor showed him my parents' house, and he didn't purchase it. That's what happened. But my house had a... Two, the backyard, two trees were painted entirely yellow, and then and then there was a home run fence, and there was a big wiffle ball field. So maybe Matt Barnes saw that and was like, this is, you know, too baseball. People will laugh if I buy this house with trees painted like foul poles in the backyard. It's too on brand, you know? All right, speaking of baseball, the random baseball player of today is a sad, is a sad one because Luke chose Chad Curtis. Producer Luke clearly has no idea who Chad Curtis is. They're truly random picks. Chad Curtis in jail, bad guy. Molested some students at the high school that he taught at, and he's in jail, and he's a bad guy. And he spent his baseball career trying to be the moral police. Derek Jeter basically hated him, said, get this dude off the Yankees. Then he went around. He would, when they would play rap music, he would, like, just can it and say, like, this is horrible, you can't do this. So, bad guy. I mean, we could look at his stats, but just important that everyone knows is a Bible-thumping dude who turned out to be a bad guy. I think he's still in jail. Uh, he led the league in caught steal, caught stealing in 19... 19- 93 with 24. And he led the league, probably tied in 1995 for plate appearances. That's cool. He had some big home runs for the Yankees. There's also this moment where Chad Curtis, Chad Curtis stiffs reporter after he hit the, I wonder if there's a video of that or you have to like go to Chad. Because when we were doing watching baseball, Jake and I, we we came up on the post-game reporter, tried to ask him a question, and Chad Curtis goes, actually, the whole team decided we're not going to talk to you. Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. It's really interesting. We did this whole thing on a... Uh... Chad, tell us about that pitch. Chad, tell us about that pitch. Uh, I, I can't do it. You know, as a team, we kind of decided to... You know, we because uh, of what happened with Pete, we're, we're not going to talk out here on the field. I do want to say that was for you, though, Grandma. Thanks. Doesn't that suck for that reporter? Uh, I, I can't do it. You know, as a team, we kind of decided to, you know, we because uh, of what happened with Pete, we're, we're not going to talk out here on the field. I do want to say that was for you, though, Grandma. Doesn't that suck to be that sideline reporter? Just, like, trying to ask, like, hey, how'd it feel to hit the game-winning home run? And they're like, ah, oh, dude, as a team, we decided we're not going to talk to you. And we watch this. I'll show you clips of it. It's because of this uh, interview that he did where Jim Gray, Jim Gray, they're like celebrating 
uh, the All Century team, and Pete Rose is there, and Jim Gray's the sideline reporter, and he decided that it, it was his time to corner Pete Rose into admitting he betted on baseball, and you know maybe Pete Rose did, but it was like incredibly like Jim Gray shut up like this. Clearly, you're just trying to get. A scoop here. It's it's weird. Pete, let me ask you now. It seems as though that there is an opening. The American public is very forgiving. Are you willing to show contrition, admit that you bet on baseball, and make some sort of an apology to that effect? Not at all, Jim. Not at all. Uh, I'm not going to admit something that happened. I, I know you get tired of hearing me say that, but uh, I appreciate the ovation. I appreciate the American uh, fans voting me on that All Century team. And I'm just a small part of a big deal tonight. With the overwhelming evidence no, that is in that report, why not make that I, step with this opening? It's a festive night to worry about that. I mean, I, because I don't know what evidence you're talking about. I mean, just show it to me. Well, well, that report, it, but we don't want to make that, Pete. Well, why not? Why don't we want? Why do we want to believe everything he says? Why did you sign a paper acknowledging the ban? Why did you sign it if you didn't agree? To yeah, but it also life? it also says I can apply for reinstatement after one year. If you remember correctly in the press conference. Matter of fact, my statement was I can't wait for my little girl to be a year old so I can apply for reinstatement at my press conference. So you forgot they had that clause that was in there. Well, you have reapplied, or you have applied for reinstatement in 1997. Have you heard back from Commissioner Seelig? Uh, no. And uh, it's basically it goes on, but yeah, I was uh, Jim Gray. No need, no need, man. Pete handled it really well, and you didn't. Oh, just cracked my back. It felt great. So that's Chad Curtis. Bad guy. Don't like him. Instead of a book today, I'm doing a documentary. I've done this a couple times. The bastard, the battered bastards of baseball. Bing Russell, Kurt Russell's father, was an actor who did like old westerns. He's was like you know in the canteen and always dying and gunslinging movies. He bought a baseball team in Portland, Oregon. It was a single-A team, but it was an independent single-A team that played against uh, they, they played against affiliated teams, but they weren't affiliated, and they just kicked their ass and had so much fun. So I'm going to play just a scene about it, a Joe Garza. I'll play a scene because it's awesome. But, yeah, if you if you find yourself on a night needing some entertainment and you haven't seen The Battered Bastards of Baseball yet on Netflix, definitely, definitely give it a watch. Um, but they, they're, they're like, you know, this was before the minor leagues became the crazy minor leagues. Now you have a lot of independent leagues and young teams doing crazy things. Shout out Savannah Bananas. But these guys kind of originated the, like, hey, the minor leagues is a show. Let's give the people a show. Here's the Joe Garza story. If it... <laughs> I love that old dude. Make that Being my profile picture. Being wanted to create this idea of um, a target for the fans to, to get behind. He created a character, and it wasn't Joe Garza. J-O-E space G-A-R-Z-A. It was Jogarza. It's a Jogarza. So it wasn't like going to sweep the other team. It's like we were going to Jogarza the team. And then every time we swept, and it, if it was two games and we won both, it was a sweep as far as Bing was concerned. You know, he uh, he had Joe get up on the, you know, uh, on the backstop, or in some cases, he in Civic Stadium, he would put him out in center field 
uh, you know, up in the stands, our equivalent of the, of the green monster in front of everybody. And he'd do the sweep and then he'd light this fucking broom on fire and wave it over his head. And it was a dangerous broom. I know that because I made these brooms. I mean, I, I was given the task of making these in, in my parents' garage where I'd have to paint these things and then they'd be soaked in lighter fluid. And, and then dried out. I mean, the, the, it was it was like a tiki torch out there. And the fans were just beside themselves. They thought it was so, number one, inappropriate, but also kind of funny. It was only, you could only do that if you were the Portland Mavericks. But then when we were on the verge of sweeping, a week or two or three later, fans started bringing their own brooms. They wanted to participate in the thing. Well, you know, sometimes games, baseball games are dull, got up on top and we chanted sweep, and we did it. And now, uh, Bing Russell, the owner, really liked it, and he wanted me to do it again. You know, all they can do is find me. Uh, Bing, you know, he's been taking care of my fines. Pretty funny that they just invented the term instead of it's a sweep, it was, it's a Joe Garza. I think that's like the origin of bringing brooms. Maybe not, that seems like, it seems like people had to be bringing brooms to games, like, way before then, but maybe not. They definitely, they had like the first bat, uh, the first dog, bat boy or whatever, bat dog. That's a thing now. Go follow a rookie if you want to follow a human that tweets out as if they're a dog on Twitter. Please don't follow that. But, uh, yeah, that documentary is awesome. The best part of the documentary, the funniest part is at the end, like the where are they now? And it's like some are in jail, some are missing. <laughs> some is like they don't know. It's wild. It's cool. Uh, all right, I got four minutes until I got to really get out of here and Jake's going to start. Um, uh, we're doing, what do we got on tap today? Jake's doing Wake and Jake at 9.30. And then we were recording Talking Baseball at 10 o'clock, 10.15, live on for patrons. Uh, series recaps. Awards, standout performances, in fuego, slump watch, all the regular categories. And then at noon or 12.30, the Talking Baseball pregame show with Trevor will be live. And then I'm getting out of here and I'm I'm heading down the shore for the rest of today, all of Saturday and half of Sunday. And then I'll be back here Sunday night for Sunday Night Baseball. And maybe we'll go live uh, again uh, with you guys for that. So open the dang cards. All right, hold up, hold up. Producer Luke's not here anymore, hold up. All right, I said I'd do this yesterday, and I forgot, but not Mr. Moon, who gave me the Taurus hat, also gave me the egg card, he gave me a bunch of nice cards, fucking awesome. Um, Fleer Baseball's Hottest Stars. This is what we got going here. I got three minutes now, we have the random baseball player of the day listed out. But, you know, we can we can choose someone from here and do it. Interesting. And open these cards. Yeah. What are they, future stars? No, I, well, I don't know. Oh, Fle- hottest stars. 1988, Fleer Baseball's hottest stars from the 80s. Add. We got baseball stickers here. I did this with Phil Hughes, and remember, I got <laughs> ripped apart for how bad I was at got, opening cards. You got chewed up, man. Phil was like, you blew it. How do I open these for you guys to see them? Okay. Oh, I just saw Ozzy Smith. Um, I feel like you need a different camera. All right, here we go. Oh, Don Mattingly. He's good. Mark Langston. Nice. 
Ooh, McGuire. So far, they got some pretty good stars here. Dowell, Jack Morris, Kevin Mitchell, Kirby Puckett, if Jake was good at baseball, if you were a Hall of Famer, that's how you would play. Dale Murphy. Can you see? All right. Dale Murphy, Sean Rowley, Tim Raines. What up? Mike Schmidt. Benito Santiago. Mike Scott. Ooh, Ruben Sierra. A young Ruben Sierra on Rangers. How about that? Larry Sheets, I bet. There's Ozzy looking great. Dave Smith. These are Sutcliffe, Daryl. Put the donut on. Up Now we're upside down, crew. Wade Boggs, looking great. George Brett, looking great. Bobby Bonilla, Will Clark, Canseco, Clemens with the Sox, Andre Dawson, Gary Gaetti, the Rat, Julio Franco, Henderson with the Yankees. That's cool. Those fucking legs. Tony Gwynn, Keith Hernandez. These were the hottest stars of 88. Oral. Jimmy Key, I had a, I have an aunt, to, used to tell me I looked like Jimmy Key a lot when I was little. All right, I mean we can we can choose these guys as the random player of the day for like next week, but they're they're all studs. They all got a, they all got a, we know a lot about them already. Thank you, not Mr. Moon, for sending me this pack. I appreciate it. It's pretty cool. And the hat. I'm still wearing the gross hat, not the good hat. I don't, I'm scared of making the good hat gross, so I'm scared to wear it. That's the problem when you want nice things. That's why as soon as I buy new shoes, I just walk in some green grass, get it over with. Because, you know. All right. I'm out. Here's camp. Go tune into the the main channel for uh, Wake and Jake with Jake. And then if you're a patron, tune into to uh, Talking Baseball at 10 o'clock. If you're not a patron, tune in to the pregame show at 12.30. That's everything we got going on today. And then the Talking Yanks pregame show is going to be live on Instagram because I'm going down the shore and I need to give myself a little break when I can. So see you guys. Vagabond dreaming takes me through the night Sipping whiskey by the river, living out of sight 100 miles an hour in the fast lane 100 miles an hour toward the light